0: I don't feel guilty. Like we have the privilege of both working remotely right now. So we have a fair amount of time together. So it's like, <laughs> you know, this is like my time. Like I going to go, you know, do me for a bit and you can watch whatever you want to watch. And then, you know, we get together the next night and chill together. So there's definitely that good balance. And not every relationship has that privilege to be able to work remotely. So like my advice is definitely like you still need to do things for you at the end of the day. And when you are pouring into your cup and when you are feeling more whole, you are able to be a better spouse. You're listening to the Embrace Simplified podcast, where you will be inspired to unlock simpler, healthier ways to live your life. I'm a corporate ladder climber turned entrepreneur on a mission to help busy women feel their best. I'm bringing you real conversation with all my favorites, and we're talking wellness, relationships, money, business, career, and even parenting. I want you to laugh and cry, learn and grow, right alongside me. I'm your host, Kirsty. Let's keep it real. Pour your coffee and turn it up. Together, we are going to simplify our life. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Embrace Simplified podcast. I hope you guys are doing well today. I hope you had a restful weekend. I am really excited for this conversation. I know some of you guys are already following Jenna online, but today she is here. She is at the Blonde and the Babe on Instagram. She is an entrepreneur. She has a full-time corporate gig <laughs> and she has two girls that she is building a beautiful dream life with. She and I sat down to talk about clean beauty, motherhood, hobbies, self-care, all the things. She also has a calligraphy page at Piper and Pen Co. I love being inspired by her online because she has such a cozy, warm, inviting home. And she gives me permission to slow down and to just do what I love to do. So whether that's what coming online in the evening to share what craft she's working on or, you know, just going for it and starting a new business on her mat leave and making it official what she was already doing with calligraphy. So I know that you guys are going to get a lot from this episode. I think she's just one of those down-to-earth mamas, and that is the conversation I love to have. And she also is my hookup for my Monet products for my hair. And so she kind of helped me through the transition from pandemic hair (laughs) to, to like, normal hair again. And in that journey through the pandemic, I embraced my gray and I also embraced my curls. And so she has been a really great support, but also so knowledgeable on ways to simplify, you know, having healthy hair and a great hair day. And I think that that we can't underestimate the power of that in how we feel about ourselves, right? And so also great contact for you guys to have if you want more volume, if you want more hydration, if you want whatever it is that you want with your hair, then Jenna is your go-to. So we're going to jump into this conversation. And as always, we would love to see you guys tag us and let us know where you're listening from. Again, you can find everywhere to connect with Jenna in the show notes, or you can follow at theblondeandthebabe on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for listening enjoy the episode. Hi, Jenna. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Kirsty, Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation. So if you guys aren't following Jenna, tell them where you can find you on Instagram because it's not by your name. No, there's a couple of different ways. So you can find me at the blonde and the babe, which is like my main account that I run. And I also have One of my businesses, which is at Piper and Pen Co. And that's my calligraphy business. Okay. So you, okay. We're not even like 10 seconds in and you guys are already getting the sense that running businesses, multiple businesses, having multiple passions and being super creative is our jam. And that is why we were Mm -hmm. connecting today. Mm -hmm. And I actually met Jenna online through my friend Kate and was introduced to you because I needed major help with my hair (laughs) (laughs) you came to the right place you came to the right place (laughs) I remember like finding you online and I could not believe the transformation stuff that you showed from like that new mom stage to like present day and I was like you know how like sometimes you become so focused at least I do as an adult on like something that I can change like I remember in 2019 I think it was like my skin and I was like I'm Mm -hmm. gonna have like whole routine. And I'm going to do this thing and it's going to like be so much better than it is like a year from now. Well, that was me with my hair and like. Yeah. Well, there you go. And, and Kate was actually one of my first customers. Like I started my business with Monate, who is a, if you don't know, is a drug sales company. I think it's grown so much immensely over the past few years, but it really focuses on first hair care and it does do skincare and just recently launched wellness. But Kate was one of my first customers and say, seeing the text messages that she sent me about like, oh my gosh, 18 people noticed my hair looked different and all that stuff. I was like, okay, like this is for so many different people and the transformations are really crazy. So it's so great that you reached out to, to help with your own transformation. And that's what I love about this business is like being able to connect with so many different people and really to help them feel their best. Because ultimately in the, the day, like I, I love helping others feel good and, you know, I have a lot of customer service backgrounds that kind of goes, you know, hand in hand with what I'm doing with Monat. So mm-hmm. Amazing. Okay. So let's back it up. We mm-hmm. want like the full like career motherhood recap story from Jenna. <laughs> sure. 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 Okay. So I guess like where I think that some listeners might find value is hearing a bit about my career journey and how it's pivoted and changed. And my like thought over the past two years is that every season requires a different version of you. And that's okay. You don't have to be every single you know, persona at every single moment. And so where I can speak to that is, so, you know, October 2018, I was actually, I was in the fitness industry for quite a long time. I was actually laid off due to restructuring. And at the time I was 11 weeks pregnant. I hadn't even told my employer yet because I was still in that, you know, that taboo first trimester kind of stuff. And so I was devastated. Like I poured my heart and soul into my work and to The fitness industry and to our members and staff and all that stuff. And I was a general manager on a fitness club. And so I kind of took this as an opportunity. I was like, you know what, everything happens for a reason. My mom has always said that. And I truly like genuinely believe that. So I took that to move to a different industry. And I actually started a job in the travel industry at 17 weeks pregnant. And yeah, and kind of fast forward through there, I I ended up going on maternity leave in 2019. Had my first daughter all that stuff. And as I'm sure many people, if they are parents or mothers, you can relate is that when you have your first kid, especially you don't, you kind of go through a bit of an identity crisis. You're like, I've always been who I am for these 20, 30 years of my life. And now I'm like floundering. And you're like, I don't really know who I am. Of course, I'm this little human's mom, but I'm so much more than that. How do I balance and kind of pick those pieces and mesh them all together into who I am right now? And So at that point, I was like, you know what, like, I'm obviously figured out a little bit about some kind of routine around six to eight months pregnant or six to eight months postpartum, which we know can take longer or less time, depending on who you are. The second time around took me a lot longer. (laughs) But I was like, you know what, I feel like I could fit something more into my life. And I just felt like, you know, who I am is I'm a creative person. I love to connect with other people. I love community. I love helping people feel their best. So that's where I actually found Monate, and I ended up starting my own business with Monate in January 2020, which we all know kind of what happened then. After that, but yeah, so I had I kind of got my feet wet in in that and was able to to help so many people get started, you know, with transforming their hair and really falling in love with like the community and everything that that comes with it. I've done on a side note, I've actually done direct sales before. And so I was like skeptical at getting into it. But before I didn't have any guidance, I didn't know where I was going. It was a product that you had to like keep buying and you just had like so much like stock, I guess, that I was like, you know what, this is not for me, but I liked this because it's consumable and I'm sure you can relate with like oils. You're like, I'm actually gonna use these products on the regular and it's like a part of my lifestyle. So it it just made sense. So yeah, and then I guess, so spring, April, 2020, I was actually anticipating going back to work in the travel industry. We all know, obviously, what happened in March 2020. And I was on furlough for six months. And then I was actually laid off permanently due to how poor the travel industry was going in September 2020. And at that time, I know you, you mentioned you couldn't believe this on me. We chatted a bit before, but I was actually 14 weeks pregnant with my second child. And so if anyone has been laid off while pregnant, it is the worst feeling. And I don't blame my employers. It was the situation that it was. I don't think it was like any legal things or anything, but it was just a, a it's just the way it was. And I was like, you know what? It is what it is. But this time, because I had my Piper and Penco, my calligraphy business, as well as my Monat business, I was not nearly as stressed out about being laid off because I was like, you know what? I got this. I have are opportunities to still get an income? And that's where I think like there's different, we have to like give ourselves grace in different seasons. So the season I was in was like, I'm in my first approaching second trimester. I don't want to stress about this. I'm just going to like do what I can do. If it works out, great. If I can find another job, great. If I don't, then that's okay too, right? Okay, but let's be real. So I'm just doing the math here. Yeah. You're like a couple months into a pandemic. Yeah. You're a couple months pregnant you're moving <laughs> you're li- you're laid off or you know you're you're not sure what the status of your job is that's all happening at the same time wow yeah, yeah it was stressful but i think it's like what i learned from like the first time of that happening i was like i don't want to put myself in a position where i'm literally putting all my eggs in one basket and that's where like whether people decide to do a side hustle or start an online business or find some other stream of passive income like I truly believe that like, you have to have multiple streams of income. And like, I've learned that. And I think we've always grown up and been taught that like, you have to have like, you know, do your five to 10 years of school, get a really good paying job. And that's going to be like your legacy. But it's like, it has to be, not well, doesn't have to be, but it could be so much more than that. And it could be passive income where, you know, I'm creating a calligraphy training book and someone's using that and I don't have to do anything, whatever it may be. But I think whatever way, it's just like, we need to make sure that you're protecting yourself. And I'm like, now that I'm a family, I can't put all my eggs in one basket. You have to be able to kind of expand and look at other passions, as you said, and see like, where can this fit in to, to bring additional income? So I love that you brought up the point about the whole shift in how we see ourselves and the identity and everything that goes along with motherhood. It's almost like we're grieving this past. Mm-hmm. Part of ourself, but that feels weird because we love this new part of ourself. It's very confusing time. And I think that those like leaning into those passions. Some people even call them hobbies or whatever. If they're not into like starting businesses like us, they might say, Oh, it's a hobby. Okay, great. But like leaning into something like that, I think mm-hmm. is kind of that, that kind of anecdote. It's that thing, you know, that we, that we need to feel those other parts of ourselves before mm-hmm. we became like so selflessly giving all the time to other people. Yes. Yeah. Like I have a friend of mine who like makes soap and I was like, I want to buy like 40 bars of soap. She's like, no, I just make it. Like, I just really love making it and gifting it. It's not a business. And I have another friend who's like, you know what? I think I may want to be like an instructor in communications, you know, like maybe I want to start teaching and I don't want to like start my own business, but maybe I want to. And I'm like, yes, those like little maybes whether it's just making soap in your basement because it brings you joy or like, yep. or checking out like what it would be like to be, you know, a part-time instructor. I think those are so important for us. Mm-hmm. It is. And I, I think especially in like those first few years, like you're, you don't have yet, like I think in the past two years have changed so much in terms of just like the day to day, like we don't know what the the next month holds. So like you really have to be able to like pivot, but I think lean into something that serves you right now. And I know even like for me, when I started my Monate business, I was super very excited and very passionate and I still am, but it, it lights me up in different ways and it shows up on in the online space in different ways where like I use the products every single day, but I'm not, you know, preaching about it as excited as I was in the beginning. I'm still excited. I still love them, but like now I am doing a little bit more calligraphy. I'm really leaning more into my creative side of things and like I am doing. I did of diamond art. I don't know if you've done any of those. I think your kids actually might love it. It's What's it called? I don't know, diamond art. Just look it up. Trust me. My kids would love it. They're like they would. obsessed with all crafts. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good. And then I actually just bought like a custom paint by numbers. So I like emailed in a family picture and I've just finished that up. So I am very much at a point where I'm leaning more to my creative side and that's okay. And, and, you know, I will waver back and forth between the more like business side to creative to... Want to communicate to whatever it may be. And, and that's okay that we're able to fluctuate and be so fluid like that. Yeah. And you're right. Because you set those things up for yourself because we, we do go through different moods and need mm-hmm. different things, right? Where like, I know there were some times where like I really needed to write. And so I would just pour myself into writing. And now I feel like very strategic and I'm like, I want to public speak and I want to write articles about like really strategic stuff all of a sudden. And it doesn't feel super creative, but. It's very different than, like, the Kirsty that was, like, sitting by the lake and, like, writing mm. books and novels. <laughs> but that's good because you have to, like, listen to your gut. And, like, there's obviously something that's, like, calling you to, like, move in that direction. And that's so important. I think a lot of times we, like, suppress those feelings and are like, you know what? Like, I love to write or I love to be creative or I'd love to... You know, starting a business, but you know, maybe it's not for me right now. And you kind of just like push it off to the wayside. But I think it's even, it's important to acknowledge that feeling and acknowledge that desire and to go into it. And it's not necessarily going in like, you know, with your full body jumping into the water, but maybe it's like, I'm going to dip my toe into writing or, you know, whatever it may be. Cause you might surprise yourself into what you're actually interested in and what you're actually, you know, motivated to do. All right. You guys know what a minimalist is, right? I'm sure you've heard of it. I'm sure you like caught the documentary or you've read an article. In some way, you've figured out in your mind what a minimalist is. Some of us, it's like very stressful to think about parting with all of our stuff, right? All right. A minimalist clears the clutter, okay? They make physical and mental space. They focus on high quality, but fewer items in their life. I am taking that same approach that, quite frankly, doesn't really work for me in my home, (laughs) but really works for me in my business. And I'm applying it to marketing and social media. And my new program is called Marketing Minimalist. I am going to help you clear the clutter and the activity and the volume of time that you're spending right now on social media and on marketing your business so that you have the space And the clarity to go and pour into all the other areas of your business where you're needed. If you have a love-hate relationship with social media, I got you. (laughs) And I know there's a lot of you. If the thought of going live or pressing post or hitting publish totally stresses you out, this program is for you. I have built this program for the clients that I was working with before and during the pandemic. I know that there's a lot of you that don't love spending time growing your business and being visible on social media, but you know that it's important. I want to make sure that you understand how you can be more efficient with your time, where you need to be and where you don't need to be, what your marketing plan needs to have in it, online and offline and what it doesn't need. Let's clear the clutter. Let's make more space and more time for you in your business. And let's get you off your phone, right? Our kids are sick of seeing us, you know, with our heads down in our phone. This course was built really respecting some strong digital boundaries. So if you're like one of those people that's aspiring to digital minimalism, you have a goal of using your phone less, of being online less, this is going to be a really exciting program for you because that is what I had in my mind when I built this program. I'm so excited. We are kicking things off. This is the first ever time I have offered this content. We start June 6th. 2022. Drop into my DMs. If this sounds like something that you and your business need next, please drop into my DMs. Send me a note. That's at @KirstySubs on Instagram. I would love to talk with you more and understand whether this is the right next investment for you. And if it's aligned to what you need to do and the growth in your business this year, I would absolutely love to be a guide for you and making bigger impact, getting better results, increasing your sales, finding more of your ideal clients, but with less time spent online. And I want you to do it all feeling super confident if you decide to go live. <laughs> okay. Thanks you guys so much. Make sure you follow up soon because we kick off June 6th. So You guys can't say this, but I can. Jenna has a beautiful collection of houseplants in her office. (laughs) They are gorgeous. And it's so it's like I'm literally like, oh, my God, I need more plants in my life. You know what? I I think of this, though, like here I am, who's somebody who's like totally inspired by you and your plants. And some people tell me I don't know what I would do. (laughs) I'm like, I can literally think of a business or a side income or something for anyone. (laughs) Just give me like, just give me a little view into their office and like chat with them on the podcast. But like someone like me who already looks to you for so much inspiration, motherhood and taking care of myself and things like that, I would be like, yes, you know, you could totally teach me how to like bring more plants into my home. Oh, thank you. It's so possible, right? Like people just need to think about what they really love doing. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, there's someone listening right now who tends to her plants and like could absolutely teach us stuff about her plants, and she has no idea that like, yeah, people are paying for this. And I would absolutely tune in and listen. That's to so her true. Teach me how to do this? It's so yeah. interesting. I I see. Yeah, I see it. because, of course, my friend with the soap. I was like, "What do you mean you're not selling it? I want to buy 40 bars." <laughs> She's like, "It's not what I'm Let doing. Let me pay it. you." <laughs> Okay. So the, so tell us a little bit about calligraphy. I want to hear okay. about this. So yeah, like who are you working with and what are you doing with that business? Yeah, absolutely. So this was actually, I guess, started when, so I got married in 2016 and I always love the look of like handwritten calligraphy. It's just so beautiful. And I think it's just like a timeless art that like, I think more is now appreciated, but it's a little bit lost. Like I, I don't think they teach cursive in school anymore. Is, am I correct? No, I my my daughter practices it on her own because she's good for her that girl. Yeah, <laughs> good for her. Good, they yeah. Don't teach it's, it. So it's no. it's totally a lost art, and so I just think it's so beautiful. And so in twenty fifteen, when we got engaged and started, you know, all the wedding planning. I was like, you know what, like I could just like learn this, like why not? And I've always been like, as you can guess the theme through this, I've always been kind of a creative person, and. So I just started looking at people on Instagram and on Pinterest and I was just using their writing as inspiration and I would just practice and practice and like we go on a trip or go to a cottage and I would just like doodle like words of the day and things like that. So yeah, I just practiced a lot and I ended up doing a lot of calligraphy for a wedding. I did like the seating place cards. I actually, we custom made beer cans as our party favor. I actually did all the calligraphy on that, which was kind of cool. So very cool. Yeah. My dad works in printing. So he had a little bit of a okay. hook up. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> where did this come from? Yeah. And so it kind of evolved from there and looking back into 2015, 2016, my style and I've been had over six years of practice, like it has evolved so, so much. And if I didn't have that practice or didn't put that time in, it wouldn't be where it is today. And I've had a lot of people actually reach out to me saying that they're looking to learn it. And I think like my best advice, if you're looking to learn calligraphy is just start like there is so many guidebooks out there and worksheets and things like that to do it. And I will actually say I don't do like traditional calligraphy with like a calligraphy pen. I do what's called brush calligraphy. So it's using like a soft brush tip and it looks like a kind of version of calligraphy. Yeah, How you're, you're using that, like it's going from thick to thin and sort of like yeah. how you're moving the brush, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So also do with like pressure, breath is a huge part of it too. Cause a lot of people think like, you know, they like hold their breath as they're writing it, but like it's almost like yoga in a sense. Like you have to like be in tune with your breath too. For the upstroke, you know, I usually exhale and then the downstroke, I inhale. I think it is. So really? Yeah. Yeah. I had that's I no a idea we're so meditative. Yeah. Oh, it is very much. you have, you know, throw in some good music, get, you know, get your diffuser going and you know, you can just go to town. Oh, that's really cool. I okay. yeah. my kids have like this, our like little guilty pleasure is watching like, I think the cool stuff on YouTube, not like the weird stuff on YouTube, yes. but I, they don't, they don't spend time on YouTube by themselves. Mm-hmm. So how I've kind of gotten myself and them more used to this technology is to like get together and the three of us do it together. And so we cool. watched these videos. And recently I was like, oh, what about calligraphy? I think they would like that. Mm-hmm. They like things that are sped up, right? And that they can, they're really into like cake decorating videos. Like, I don't oh, know, nice. maybe my kids are total <laughs> nerds, but I'm like, yes, I can be down for this. So yeah, we watched calligraphy and they were like fascinated, like just like so into it. And it's interesting. Like, I, I don't know. I think that they, they love learning and they mm-hmm. love like anything that has to do with art, but they were like, I would never be able to do that. Like they, that was their, their that thought. was their takeaway. It was, looked way too hard. <laughs> well, if your daughter's already starting, I mean, she's already halfway there, right? So just keep practicing. Yeah. It's funny. I like, I, I think there needs to be like more like, stuff for her age, like that sort of like nine to 12 Mm -hmm. things that they could like pick up and do, especially with a parent like that. That would be my ideal. I think I might actually for her birthday, get her a photography lesson with Kate. Oh, my gosh. That's so cute. I cannot remember the last time that I picked up my fancy camera, but my daughter's like, please let me use it holds it in her little hands for like 10 minutes and then her shoulders hurt and she has to put it down. <laughs> so but nice. I don't, I'm like, I don't even know. I can't even remember what I used to know with this. So I was like, I need to get you somebody that can help you figure this out. Yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome. I love That's that you're that thinking so of maybe teaching people. That would be really cool. Yeah, and actually at the beginning of the pandemic when we thought it was going to be short, remember that? I was doing like a mini IGTV series of just doing the, the days of the week and the alphabet and stuff like that and showing people how to do it. I haven't like delved too much into that as a late. I think I did it for the first like four months. So that's like, okay, like this thing is out of control. But yeah, that's definitely something I'm looking to do in the future. And you know, where I'm at right now is I do, I'd say like 75% weddings, a lot of seating charts, a lot of place cards, cocktail, drink signs, all that stuff, welcome signs. And then I do actually every winter, I or it's not every winter, the past three winters, I've done ornaments. And that has evolved and grown so, so well. It's been so inspiring. So I do personalized ornaments. So if it's like, you know, Olivia's first Christmas or whatever it is. And then I also just do like a lot of generic, like Merry Christmas or whatever it may be. And this past November, December, I actually participated in my first market and it was an outdoor market, which, you know, with November, December, don't know what the weather is going to be like. So that was an experience. But I think it is also about like, i they only gave us 10 days notice to prep for the first market and I didn't have a lot of inventory. I'd never done a market before, so I didn't have any like signage or anything like that. So it was about, can I do this? And I did just sticking it out and, and it worked out fine. But yes, yeah, so that's a huge part of my business and then kind of odd odds and ends like nursery prints and stuff like that. So, oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. So. Does everything get sold through Instagram or do you have Etsy page or what do you use? So at the moment, Instagram, I do have a couple of like Google forms through my link, but I am in the process of figuring out the Etsy versus my own web page, like Shopify or something, just figuring out the pros and cons for that. Because I know there's definitely people that are very for either side and just trying to figure out what works best for my business and looking at potentially like long-term growth, where that would take me. So (laughs) Hmm, I love that. Okay. So tell me how you, like, you, we've talked a little bit about this, these different seasons and different, like, you can lean into one interest or one business in these different seasons. How can you tell, like, talk to us about, like, how do you know what you need and when you need it? And like, you did say, like, listening to those, like, little whispers and those intuitive nudges that, you know, you might need to be in more creative zone or, or not. But,
1: Mm-hmm. Is there anything
0: that you could tell us about how you kind of, you seem like such a relaxed person. I'm like, how now I know it's all the breathing with the calligraphy, but, but like, or <laughs> anything will get too far. For us? <laughs> yeah, I try to think. Like, I know a lot of where I find I gravitate towards is based on like my motherhood season. And that obviously is not relatable to everybody. Just to speak to that quickly, like with this past year, especially like, having a toddler and then, you know, a baby, it goes with, is sleep happening? Are there regression or regressions or developments happening? Stuff like that. If I find it's going through a really hard sleep phase, I know personally for me, I tend to lean more into the creative side because I'm like, I just need to do something that's for me. If things are going all well and we're in kind of a routine then I'm like, okay, like business is like where I'm at. I find things are happening on the family side, I can personally dedicate more like mental space to running a business in that sense. So that's where it kind of fluctuates for me. I think beyond, you know, motherhood, cause obviously not everyone can relate to that aspect is just looking at, looking at your life. Like we know beyond COVID or before, like there is times where things are just busier socially. Maybe it's. The winter, whatever it may be, just like how are you feeling that day? And one thing I've been trying to get into, and I've been using this book, Two Minute Mornings by Neil Pasricha, just to like take two minutes, just to like find out like how am I feeling today? What's my focus? All that stuff because even as like a busy mom, like if you don't take that moment to check into yourself, it's really hard to like go about your day. You have someone like hanging on you in the morning, like get out of bed and stuff. And you're like, but you know, how am I feeling today? Like what is my intention of the day? And I I do come across calm. I'm not always that way, I promise. Like with a toddler (laughs) and a baby, you cannot be calm at all all instances. But it's it is finding like what are those things that work for me. And like this journal is I don't do it every day, but you know, those times where I can sneak away for a couple minutes and do it just I find it was so much more grounded and I feel like my day is a little more intentional and purposeful because I take that that moment. Yes. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. I love that. Even sometimes if I my check-in is like, you're really tired. Like mm-hmm. I find I'm like less snappy and way more patient with everyone if mm-hmm. I've just given myself that permission to be like, Oh, that's right. I am tired. Yes. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you have incorporated so many things to slow yourself down. Cause if I look at it, it's like, even just like the days where I give myself the time to do my hair, I feel more grounded. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And it's kind of like puzzling at night. I'm sure when it comes to the calligraphy, it's like there's something very grounding about it. Now tell me for those listening who have a, who has a, a spouse or partner and they're like, come watch the show, like do this thing. Like, and you're like, sorry, I have two children and two businesses. <laughs> How do you juggle that? Like, does he have a lot of creative things that he likes to get up to, too? Or are you just like, have you come, do you carry guilt about it? Or like, what do you do? So, yeah, it depends on the season for sure. Like, I know in like the winter before Christmas with my calligraphy, like it was like every night I was going up to my office and just like pumping out ornaments, you know, left, right and center. And he was fine with that. I think he so he plays like sports and he also works shift work remotely from home. So on those like nights where he's working, I know I have like a dedicated two to three nights a week where it's like this is my night to just like you know dive into my business or dive into my creative side. And we still have those nights and dedicate those times to you know watch TV or whatever the new latest thing is on Netflix or whatever it be. So we have that, and I think you know and now we've added some like kids activities in, which has been like a little bit you know different too. But we've been still able to have that balance of like I can still dedicate that and I don't feel guilty. Like I'm like. We are have the privilege of both working remotely right now. so we have a fair amount of time together. So it's like <laughs> you know this is like my time like I going to go you know do me for a bit and you can watch whatever you want to watch and then you know we get together the next night and chill together. So there's definitely that good balance and not every relationship has that privilege to be able to work remotely. So like my advice is definitely like you still need to do things for you at the end of the day and when you are when you are pouring into your cup and when you are feeling more whole, you are able to be a better spouse. So I think that's where you'd have to still find that balance because there's totally those relationships where you want to spend every waking moment together, which is fine. And that's totally healthy. But like it, you know, it, it helps you a little bit if you spend that time apart too. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. I'm glad that you had that. I, I am so fascinated by just the amount of time spent together. Now we're like going into like, we're coming up on two years by the time this airs, it'll be past the two year mark of a pandemic. Oh my goodness. It's yeah. Right. That's crazy. Um, I think even just like I was talking about this with my mom and I was like, I wonder if people operate now, like almost like it's like when you're when a spouse retires and like comes back into the home of like our parents generation. I'm like, it's kind of like that, mom. And she's like, a little bit. Oh, she's like, that was the worst time (laughs) your father retired. Like now they've gotten used to it. Right. But like that initial Retirement, coming back into home, being around each other more. I'm like, that's Mm kind of what the pandemic did, except everyone had young children. And she's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely an adjustment. And it's it worked out okay, I think, for us with the age of our kids. He has a job where it's very like task oriented as long as he like, you know, gets it done, then everyone's happy. So I was able to say, Hey, can you just like watch our oldest while I put the youngest down and, you know, vice versa. So that was extremely helpful to have him there. Otherwise I'd be relying on, you know, the TV or something. Cause she just busts in the room as soon as I'm trying to put my youngest down. So yeah, it's been extremely helpful, but it's surely a huge adjustment and, you know, seeing how that works and what's the balance and, you know, figuring out like meals and like for the longest time, like what you're going to eat in a week is the most exciting part of your week. So here we are, right? So okay, you're getting you're getting geared up to go back to your full time job post yes. maternity leave. Mm-hmm. Now, how are you feeling about that and what are you doing to get ready for that? Because I know that it might not be the exact situation of somebody listening. It might be, but there's so many moments where like routines have to change or things shift a little bit. And I wonder if you have any advice for anybody that's going through that. That's a great question. Yes, yeah, so I'm starting back in, I guess, end of March. So by the time this airs, it will be already started back, which is wild. So I am, I have like a whole host of mixed emotions. I am feeling excited because I was only with my employer for about three months before I started my mat leave. So I really only felt like I dipped my toe in. I'm so excited to work back with my team. It is like a company I really love. So I'm excited about that aspect. And I I love my girls, but I was never meant to be like a stay-at-home mom. So I am excited to have that time apart, I think, to really to dive into something that's like a team-oriented thing. I am sad because my... Youngest will be starting daycare and when my oldest started daycare, she was like 22 months or something. We had like an extended maternity leave because of the layoffs and furlough and all that stuff. So I feel like she's still like a little baby in my eyes. And I think just like a little bit anxious and nervous energy because I don't quite know what the routine is going to look like. I think it'll be, it'll be very different. And I honestly haven't quite wrapped my head around that. I am such like a planner and organizer, but that's like one thing where I haven't really put too much thought in. And I don't know if it's like, the ignorance is bliss kind of thought. I'm right? like, if I don't think about it. It's not going to exist. But I still have about three weeks. So I know closer to my youngest will be going for a couple of half days and stuff. So that will be more of a reality check. And I think it's just like knowing that I think employers now are a little bit different in terms of like their understanding and leniency and knowing that people do have a life at home. and They don't just go into work and are expected to work, you know, 60 hours a week like there is some understanding. So I know that I'm very fortunate to have an employer that understands family life is, is happening. So yeah, I like I am just going to trust that it's all going to work out. Everything, as I said, does happen for a reason. So like, you know, what's meant to be, we'll find a way. And I know my girls are going to like, look, not going to daycare together. So I think that gives me peace of mind. They are still so young. So just before then, we hit record, we were talking about how you have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Yeah. That means that your kids really kind of, in in some ways, only know COVID life or they only yep, are going to yep. like remember COVID life. Is that a thing? Kirstie's yes. like coining that. <laughs> New term. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. But like, yeah, they don't have that like pre-pandemic Pre- kind of like thing. So tell everyone what you're so excited about because now you get to plan a yes. party. Oh my gosh, so excited. So my oldest, bless her heart, poor girl, she's born April 2019. So her first birthday was April 2020 in the first few weeks of the pandemic. So and then last April was just as bad. So we actually had two Zoom birthdays, poor girl, but we had like family come drop off gifts on the porch and like that whole thing for two years in a row. And I know there's so many friends I've spoken to have had a similar experience. And like fingers, toes crossed that this year, everything is going to be good. I've already started the the works and planning her birthday. And then poor girl, her first, her sister is going to have her first birthday. And that's already planned. Like we're going to have one family on one Saturday, on Saturday, and then the other family on the Sunday. So she's going to have a whole birthday weekend. And my oldest doesn't even have one birthday yet. So she will be fine. We'll get her a little something to celebrate too. But it's funny, like we literally went from like planning no birthdays to like, two kids birthdays like want the part so here we are oh i love it oh my gosh it's going to be so cool I, my daughter's born around easter and she remembers her third birthday which was an easter egg hunt with like the whole the whole neighborhood and then and then they like try and remember their birthdays during the pandemic and they're like uh what do i they think do? mom made a cake that looked like <laughs> i'm just There's like it's probably oh, balloon gosh. yeah pre-pandemic, Kirstie was known for going a little all out with the birthdays. So I feel like this, again, I feel the same way as you. This spring might be the kickoff to actually like real birthdays again. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. Thank you so, so, so much. I love this conversation and I really appreciate you joining us and sharing all your
1: wisdom.
0: And we'll make sure that in the show notes, we link all the places where you can connect with jenna online and thank you again thank you for having me kirstie it was so much fun thanks for listening to embrace simplified the podcast i hope you picked up some inspiration today and that you take action to feel your best can you guys do me a solid if you've enjoyed this episode please leave us a review it helps more people find the podcast if you know someone who needs to hear this episode, shoot them a text right now and share it. I love getting those notes from friends. And I also love seeing where you're listening from. So please keep tagging us online at Embrace Simplified. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch new episodes as they drop. Until next time, I'm your host, Kirsty. Remember, you have it in you to simplify your life.